Welcome to NC Realtors Redefined, the NC Realtors podcast. On this episode, we'll share a conversation that 2019 NC Realtors President Asa Fleming recently had with Realtor Linda Trevor from Remax United in Raleigh. Seth Palmer, Political Communications and Regulatory Affairs Director, gives us a brief recap of last month's inaugural State of Real Estate event. And we'll hear part two of a book discussion featuring Nicole Arnold, Director of Local Government Affairs, and Stephen Bradford, Local Government Affairs Director for Mid-Carolina. But first, NC Realtors News. Registration is now open for NC Realtors Inaugural Diversity Conference Mosaic. The conference is happening October 8th in Charlotte and will bring together realtors from across the state to engage in discussions on diversity. Visit ncrealtors.org for more information and to register. Want a chance to meet Exchange 19 keynote speaker Diana Nyad? We want to hear your story of how you turned your failures into a success. Five lucky winners will receive a ticket to an exclusive meet and greet with our keynote and legend Diana Nyad. The contest opens June 3rd until June 28th. Visit exchange19.com for more details. Throughout the year, our NC Realtors president, Asa Fleming, will be sharing conversations with industry influencers and innovators. Recently, Asa sat down with realtor Linda Trevor. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about uh, you know where you're from, about yourself, and how you got started in real estate. Okay. Um, just real quick, I came here about 20 years ago from upstate New York. I was in the career of legal um, criminal justice, and I was a parole and probation officer, which surprises some people. Um, but when I moved to North Carolina, the career took a little different path, so I got my license was thinking I was going to work part-time and join a team. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was doing this full-time and making my own team on our behalf. And so you are a past president here at the Raleigh Association. You've really been involved in the, on the local level. Um, tell us a little bit more about sort of where you see yourself going you know, from here. Or you know, do you have anything else that you'd like to get involved with on the local or state level or national? Yeah, so that's kind of a neat question. I get asked that a lot and or have, at least in the past. And to some surprise, I, I've never set out for a major goal. I've never set out to say, I have to do this or I'm striving to do. It's just, again, been a very natural progression. I would have never imagined even sitting here as a past president or involved um, with our national level, having started really early getting involved with like women's council was my passion, having served locally and through um, the state and then national. Then that progressed to more involvement by being a state director and then an NAR director and learning again a lot of the different parts. It's just evolved that way and it's been really neat. I have no idea what next year will hold. I don't you know, lose sleep over that. I'm always grateful for opportunities that come my way and find a way to serve and what makes sense. And you're doing all of this while running a team. What advice would you have for other realtors out there who are, you know, wanting to get involved, feel like, hey, you know, I want to be involved, but where's the time? And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, grow my career and grow my business. But, you know, what, what would you give them to let them know that there, it is important to be involved in, in your community and, right. and other things outside of the actual real estate business that you're in? Well, I learned early on, and great advice that I got from folks who had been in the business for a while, is 
It's not about the everyday transaction. While that is important sure. to get outside of that and to learn and see what others are doing, be a sponge, ask tons of questions, go to association events, find speakers, find maybe something that you're passionate about within the industry and get involved. And that was, again, a, just a major turn for me as soon as I saw what other successful women were doing and then team leaders and then learning from others. So sure. I would tell someone, just get out of the office. Um, you know, again, take care of your clients, but learn some other things outside of it. Okay. Thank you. You're That's welcome. good advice. So who are your role models? Who would you consider to be somebody that has really helped you along in the business? Wow, because there's so many people I could look to. Just sitting in this room, the board of directors, and I remember just being so nervous and being surrounded by some great leaders. Um, but I look to like Mary Edna Williams. She is like, she's been awesome for me. She's been my roommate. We've traveled all over this country. Nice. She took me under her wing. She would t take me to the um, lobbying efforts and when we go to legislative and help coach me on what to say and push me out front and ask questions. To this day, she is still an inspiration to me. Um, obviously, my company owner, John Wood, who is still very involved, has been leading the way in a lot of different efforts with this association and on the state level. He's a great mentor. There's so many. I could, you know, Tom Smith, um, others here, and again, those who we've served with. All right, they're mm -hmm. all great people. And you've been one of my role models. You've helped me ever since I got involved here. When I got here, you were here. <laughs> right. So um, I appreciate all your support over the years. You're welcome. And thanks for being here today. You're welcome. All right. For more of Ace's interview with Linda, visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ncrealtors. While you're there, check out our other videos and be sure to subscribe. In April, NC Realtors hosted our first State of Real Estate event in Wilmington. Thought leaders from across North Carolina and nationally recognized experts came together for a conversation on the opportunities and challenges facing our state. Here's Seth Palmer with a recap. April 11th and 12th saw realtors from across the state descend on Wilmington for the inaugural State of Real Estate event. Though delayed seven months because of Hurricane Florence, it didn't dampen the excitement of attendees for two packed days of tours and important discussions. The event kicked off with tours of the Port of Wilmington, area historic properties, important sites from our state's film industry, and one of the coolest redevelopments along the river. On Friday, attendees had a chance to hear from important leaders in our industry. We got a full market rundown from NAR's chief economist, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, as well as a conversation from two of the leaders in the state housing industry. Lunch featured a conversation by property rights and constitutional expert, George Mason law professor, Elia Soman. Attendees got in-depth insight into the impact that decision-making by local governments can have on the ability of our industry to continue its work. After lunch, we continued our focus on the various data impacts on the housing industry with the Urban Institute's Elena McCargo. Finally, we closed out the event with a conversation with local Habitat Director Steve Spain regarding their work providing affordable housing for people across the Cape Fear region. We appreciate everyone who attended and participated in this important discussion for our association and industry. We are already thinking about what our next event might look like, so please make sure to continue to watch NC Realtors publications for more information on what might be coming next.
On a previous episode of NC Realtors Redefined, we brought you part one of a book discussion with Nicole Arnold and Stephen Bradford. Here is part two of their conversation where they focus on Nicole's pick, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. So tell me, Nicole, why did you pick this book? I was actively looking for a book that would build my mental muscle. I wanted to build my mental muscle professionally, but also my daughter is going away to college in a couple years, and I want her to be able to stand on her own two feet. So I, I was looking for something that would speak to overcoming objections, uh, how to handle being on the receiving end of hostility, and how to deal with that in a respectful and professional way that ends up with a good resolution. Uh, tell us a little bit about the author. So she has, she has a, a pretty incredible story. Um, Amy is a psychotherapist now. She, she still practices psychotherapy today. And she, so she's trained to build mental muscle. That's what she do, does, and she helps her clients do that. But she has a very touching story of loss. When she was in about college age, her mother was diagnosed with cancer and then died very quickly. So in her early 20s, Amy lost her mother without a lot of warning. Uh, and then she was newly married and her husband died of a massive heart attack uh, in a very public place. And it was just shocking to, to go to the hospital and find out that he, he could not be revived. He was a young man in his 20s. Um, and so pretty, pretty quick succession losses. The third loss, um, you know, happiness happened there for a little bit. She eventually remarried within a few years and her, uh, her husband's father, so her father-in-law moved in with them because he was diagnosed with a terminal illness very soon after they were married. And uh, she was very close to him. They, they were very tight-knit. And after she lost her father-in-law, that's the story of the book. She was at her lowest point, she felt emotionally. She's out there giving people advice about how to you know, take on life and she felt like she herself was crumbling. And so she sat down at her kitchen table and she wrote a list called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And she posted this and it went viral. So I found this book originally from blog posts where people were saying, you gotta get this book, you gotta get this book, it, it, has, it has a great story. And what part of it resonated the most with you? The thing for me lately that has been resonating with me is number two, which is that mentally strong people don't give away their power. And so, Stephen, you and I are lobbyists, and we defend our industry, we defend uh, realtors, we, we try to uh, make sure that we're doing a good job there. And we just came back, um, you know, ironically enough, from Raleigh, where we interfaced with our legislators there. And those uh, members who were with me, and there were about 40 of them, with me in um, one particular legislator's office, we were, th this is a legislator who's usually very friendly with us, and we had um, an instance where he kind of came at us on an issue really hard, unexpectedly, with really negative vibes. And so he, he went after one of our members who was introducing this topic, and everybody, everybody in the room was taken aback at his hostility. And so, uh, you know, time for the government affairs director to jump in, and, and I jumped in and, and was happy to do so. Uh, but what he wanted to do was take away our power. He wanted to take away our authority on this issue, which is an issue that we had authority on, that we have a track record on of doing a good job. And so, um, you know, bottom line is, I just didn't let him provide a whole lot of objections and dismiss, which is what he wanted. His goal was to dismiss 
our authority and our track record on this issue. And uh, I was polite, but very, very firm. And so I think that's one of the things that Amy tries to communicate in that chapter about they don't, you don't let people take away your power at just the, a snap. You might have to react in a knee-jerk reaction in a way that is respectful and calming and you know, to take, take down the, the hostility in the room. I think our members find themselves in that situation probably pretty often and they have to handle things in a mature and really responsible way and get a good outcome, uh, which they do you know, every day. I don't think they get enough credit for what they do. So, um, so I think that there are things in this book that will speak to them. That's great. I definitely think that our members could benefit from this one. We'll bring you more of Nicole's book discussions in future episodes. That's all for this episode of NC Realtors Redefined. Thanks for listening. Be sure to catch future episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud.